All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back. This is the Veterans Assembly Hall, and I'm very excited today to have um, the Middlesex Global War on Terrorism Memorial Fund Committee. Is that right? Yeah, sound accurate? Trust Committee. Trust Committee. All right. Um, joining us today. So I won't do the introduction. Let me go around the table. I'll start with you, Kathy. Go ahead and introduce yourself and... Uh, a little background, if you don't mind. All right, sounds good. Um, I, my name is Kathy Sherman, and I'm the co-chair, vice chair of um, Middlesex GWS. And we're super excited that yeah. our funding is all there, and we're getting our dedication started on June 8th. And my partner in crime Gene? over here, Gene. Yeah, your partner in crime is that's, right. That's right. I'm Gene <laughs> Conley. I am the um, chair of Middlesex GWAT Monument Committee. We um, formed over six years ago, kind of um. I joined in more of as an advisor when my son and one of his buddies were on this committee and I felt they needed leadership and guidance. I did not know what I was getting myself into, where we were going, but now after seven years we've raised over $200,000 and are dedicating our monument on June 8th. It's incredible. You guys have come such a long yeah. way. It's yeah. uh, Well, when I met Kathy, I only had $16,000 and Kathy came on board and just um, made us go up about... 30 notches yeah and that's where I we're at where we're at because her and I just coagulated you know um coagulated we yeah. just were like right in sync with each other and she'd ask me an idea or I'd ask her idea and we just snowball together that's pretty awesome and you get all kinds of energy by that and, yes. uh, and that's kind of you can't do it by yourself no not at all <laughs> and Bob I'm Bob Conley I'm the Emirate chairman I was on the founding of the whole committee and I've been plugging along as much as I can great and uh, uh you conceived the whole idea, is that right? No, uh, <laughs> it was uh, a roundtable discussion in the back of the VFW. Uh, we have a roll call in the center of town right beside the Rotary, which has active duty names on it. Mm -hmm. And some people's parents started complaining when their kids' names were coming off of the active duty roster because they weren't active duty. Sure. Uh, because, you know, they don't understand. So... One of the veterans grabbed a few GWAT veterans from the the VFW roster and uh, a few other GWAT veterans he knew around town and sat us all around a table and basically said, all right, guys, you've got to do something for you know your peers because no one else is going to. Sure. And... We had a... When was that, Bob? When, when did that conversation uh, It was probably take place? like seven years ago, just before Memorial Day. Um, eight years ago almost now, because this, this Memorial Day will make it. Yeah, this Memorial Day probably makes eight years now. Um, we sat in the uh, members' room of the VFW in Pepperell. Uh There was like ten of us around the table. Um like one or two veterans from almost every branch of service, right. a little bit army heavy because why not? Uh, and then myself and four other Marines really just kind of still in the committee, still keeping going. Um, the original conversation happened with uh, the quartermaster at the time was Tony Sebalaskis in mm -hmm. Pepperell. He started the school programs with the veterans, the got the Boy Scouts into a whole bunch of other stuff for Memorial Day and putting up flags and, and like got just community involvement everywhere. Right. And then when I got back from Afghanistan, uh, came out of the Marine Corps, came home, he got me into the VFW a little bit and, and then I got dragged in quite a bit further and uh, 
we started this committee. So you guys get a, you guys are talking and you get an idea you want to do a memorial. Uh, yeah, we started talking Gulf, uh, uh, a memorial first, and then we decided to go with a, a proper monument second, um, because we don't want to just talk about those that are past or, or lost shit. We right. need everybody. Yeah, I agree. So, Gene, you get involved now at some point, with you and Kathy, involved. or does Kathy drag you in, or how does nope. that work? Gene was there first. I got involved shortly after my son was involved with, I said, um, well, then we need to raise funds, and chil- children, I still call my son a child, which I apologize for. <laughs> um, Our Marines. My, so, the children. Well, so, <laughs> hang on. In the Marine Corps, we say you're always a boot to someone. Right. You're always a child to someone, too. That's true enough, right? <laughs> But I felt they needed some guidance, and I also felt their age group was not the ones that I needed to network to raise funds with. So we decided to have our first like dance, which would be a band that I know about from my hometown, mm-hmm. that they would it would bring out a lot of people, and which would be my age group that have mon- money. So when you start fundraising, do you actually have a number set, or was it not until you had a design? I mean, how do you? <laughs> it's the chicken and the egg, right? So you you want you have the concept now. You want to do the memorial. You've got it. You know you have to raise funds, but how much and how you know how you do it is kind of the unknown, right? At least at the On outset. Day yeah, one, grew. we basically said, "All right, we're gonna shoot with a high number. Let's ask for like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars." Uh, you know, what ended up being the number that you were targeting? 200. 200,000? Yeah. And you so, reached that goal, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty yes. awesome. Uh, but originally we were talking about a stone with some names on it. So we're like, all right, 125,000, we can get a rock and put some names on it and put it, you know, beside the Vietnam stone and right. everything will be hunky-dory. And um, one well, of the veterans... Well, it's a heck of a lot more than a stone with a few <laughs> no, names no. on it. I saw it the other day and it's... Uh, it's really coming along nice. Yeah. One of the veterans invited our designer along, uh, Lee Rich, and he sat around the table and asked a bunch of questions and listened to everything and, and put every idea on a notepad and then put everything into a single draft. So his name is Lee Rich. Is yes. he local? Uh, Taunton. Taunton, and he's an artist, I assume, right? He's yeah. an architect. Architect. And he does this, uh, does he do several iterations of it for you? Or uh, do you guys kind of like just gravitate to one right from the get-go? He listened to everything we said about, like, ideas of what we might want to see. Um, so the, the early design meetings were myself and the four other Marines that are still plugging along on the committee right now. Um, uh, probably three other Army vets, um, Mike there were, Yeah, uh, There were a few vets Mike that Carr. never came back. Because yeah. the meetings were really moving. Yeah. Very Lee asked a lot of questions. That I actually was very <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, I hadn't, my son had never opened up to me about his experience at yeah. war. Nah. So they were very emotional and very heartfelt, the conversations around this round table. They were kind of triggering them? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about combat and, you know, well, losing you know, friends and... What we want to do for them, and you well, know. you can relate to this, Bob. I think that the whenever memorials, memorial squares, memorial stones, anything like that, is is always a powerful uh, yeah. spot to go to because it becomes very personal for you. Whether it's 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 pertinent to what your service was, or if it was even another campaign, there's always stuff that you can relate to, right? Oh, and every time, yeah. And I think you're going to find a lot of that when people come out and visit the memorial out in Pepperell. Um, which is kind of what my next question is. So 
you've got a memorial that is largely uh, pepperell centric at least as far as the planning group goes what's been the reception that you've gotten from the community because I'm assuming you hope that this is going to be something more than just for the people of Pepperell, right? I mean, this is going to be something for the for the local area. Yeah. So we have a bench from Groton. Yep, a Groton fallen to honor our two Groton fallen, um, Darren Cunningham and Billy Wachowicz. Wordwicks. Wordwicks. You have <laughs> a benches dedicated to them exclusively? Um, yeah. Collectively, for both of them. They're in one of our benches. Okay. We did a fundraiser the two of them in Groton. On one bench for the Groton. They were cousins too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and then we we went into Townsend a bit. We've got some veterans from Townsend jumped into the committee, jumped off the committee, jumped into the committee. I mean, my first committee. question when I first um, met these guys, I. They did a, we did a, a, mailing. a mailer campaign. We did a mailing through on um, three towns. And I got a postcard. The and only person that read their junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is this? You know, I see this beautiful monument, and it says Pepperell, and no idea. Never heard about it. <laughs> and I couldn't believe we were building this in Pepperell, and I had never heard of it. So I called the number, which was Jean's cell phone. I didn't know at the time on it because um, one of my best friends growing up married into a gold star family mm-hmm. and um, she married Matt Axelson's brother Jeff and I just wanted to get Matt a bench so I was like it had said on the front of the postcard you know top five donors will get a bench and it's like we need to be one of those we have to get Matt a bench so sure. when they're visiting the east coast there's a place Matthew and Elizabeth which are um, Matt's niece and nephew mm-hmm. placed for them to visit because he has a um, monument, a memorial in Corpertino, California, that they would visit often. So I was like, we got to get something on the East Coast. So I called Jean, and that was my question. You know, can we honor somebody outside of Middlesex? Can we honor somebody outside of Massachusetts? Because I wasn't sure. sure. Um, and she, yeah, I think our conversation was an hour and a half to two hours <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> and she told me everything that was, you know, going on, how much funds they had raised. And, yes, we could honor somebody from outside of the area. And I was like, I think I think I need to be a part of this. Yeah. You know, I think I need help. So that's how I had joined. So one of the benches is the Corpertino um, Memorial Monument out. I mean, Memorial Veterans Park, Veterans Memorial um, out in Corpertino, California, they funded our first bench. So format and it's a bit Operation of a Red Wings. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But I, but I think it's I think it's more than just the names that are represented on there being local. I think that the when I drove out there the other day, I think the monument is going to become a location that people will go to, and that events will occur at. And, that was and the I hope. Think we it's, hope. And I think it's going to happen, Bob. And I think it's going to happen more than just Pepperell Towns and Groton. I think you're going to get more reach than that and i oh. think you're going to see that for the first time on january 8th our location june 8th, <laughs> june 8th yeah january <laughs> 8th is my january 8th too <laughs> <laughs> june 8th i'm sorry okay. yeah you're right june you're going to see that on june 8th you're definitely going to see yeah uh, and it's not reach. just from local people we we recognize any veteran the veteran can be a world war one veteran who is more than likely deceased mm-hmm. but it can be any veteran and they could be from you know, Oklahoma, as long as someone wanted to um, sponsor a brick, which our brick campaign is over, but we did a brick campaign for six years, and that was our major fundraiser, which we have over 500 bricks that were, that was our 
fundraising campaign. And I was asking Bob before we started, but the question was, uh, are, there are a lot of bricks that don't have names on them, I noticed. Are you going to continue that uh, brick program, or is that done now? The bricks inside is done. Okay. Because we're, um, we're very skeptical of proper engraving a brick. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the same as engraving granite. The granite won't chip, but bricks will chip. And once those bricks are set in, they're almost going to be cemented in, because we want that to be permanent. Sure. So many times you go to a monument, and that it's uneven after a few years because it wasn't properly packed or they raised things up, and we want it to be basically pretty much um, um, wheelchair done. accessible. You want it wheelchair sure. accessible? Well, that's definitely <laughs> wheelchair accessible with the walkways and such. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't. On, I worked on another committee, a uh, similar committee. We did a park, and one of the concerns we had railings. So, railings become a problem for a wheelchair accessible yep. uh, area. So, that was. Something interesting. I didn't really, you know, never thought. I never blender. No, and our goal are after the dedication, the committee's going to get together and discuss um, future bricks because we have so many people wanting to purchase bricks still. And unfortunately, the global war on terror is still ongoing. Right. We still have um, our um, young men and women serving over in Iraq and Afghanistan, so we want them still to be able to recognize. Yeah, I agree with you there. So we'll definitely come up with a plan for at minimum. Our GWOT vets to be added and our GWOT fallen. Sure. Maybe okay. not others, but we definitely have to come up with a plan for Some those. Some way to recognize them. Yeah. So while we're on that subject, one of the things I noticed when I looked at your website was um, it's global war on terrorism. But when I looked at your website, you guys had listed, obviously, OEF and OIF, which right. is Enduring and Iraqi Freedom. And then you also had uh, New Dawn, Inherent Resolve, and Freedom Sentinel. Yep. That, that's interesting because um, most of the, even some of the listeners on this veterans podcast are not going to know what those campaign or operations were. Almost and, no one. Even. And the fact that you included them on there was, what caught my eye was pretty significant. So let's kind of go through them. Everybody knows what OAF and OEF is, but New Dawn, what is that? Do you remember? Oh, I couldn't even tell you off the yeah. top of my so head. So my understanding was that was um, that was Iraq after 2010, 2011 started the transition, and then inherent resolve was was Syria. Yes, mm -hmm. which which is um, people don't even think about that. No, you know, and we I got, know I we have know. boots on ground in Syria still as we as we sit here and broadcast today. Yep. Yeah, and then Freedom Sentinel is apparently is Afghanistan since 2015. It's the transition yes. at the back end of OEF. Well, because I politicians like to say this war's over but then right. they the war so is over but so it's, not over. it's not over we're still there over. we're still fighting we're still dying right. correct it's and not operation over. iraqi freedom's over so then they just coined a new term so right. that's why we included all new of Don them no and I'm, and I'm giving you props for that because yeah. um they they are ongoing operations and even though they might have a different name that might not be as flashy and well known um it's still it's and we're talking about a global war on terrorism Monuments, so that's really pertinent here. You know, yep. I think a lot of what we talk about on in the assembly hall here and in the projects that I know I've run into all of you folks at because we all kind of run in the same circles <laughs> is a lot of it is a lot of Vietnam era stuff, World War Two, World War One. To me, the global war on terrorism has yet to really come into that that spotlight, even though it's been going on for about 10 or 15 years, right? Because we're right. still in it. Yeah, we're, if, if we're the, in it. And like we're the, still in the it. Red Friday, remember everyone deployed? Right. That's part of our our whole thing. And we So we need projects the, like this yeah. that really put the spotlight on I think you guys yeah. are really out at the forefront of this. 
because um, I can't honestly think of a lot of memorials in this area that, that address this era of campaign just yet. One of the reasons, too, that we started doing our um, planting our flags for our fallen, for our Which you we'll know, be current, doing next weekend. Yes, yep, Saturday. After the podcast <laughs> comes out. But, yep. um, you know, just to let people know that we're still at war. Right. You know, just yeah. to ta- make them aware. And when they see how many, Put you know, 60, 6, we're planting 6,968 6, on the first year. And we're putting 6,900 this year. 73. 6,973. Yeah. So we started with 66,000. So 6868, and we're at 6973. So we're almost 7,000 flags yeah. now. Yeah. So we've lost 7,000 when three, four years ago we were at 6,800. Yeah. It, like, we just know. want people to know, you know? Well, they yeah. just and, don't. Um, you know, we were. There's another uh, podcast on the Veterans Assembly that comes out this week. It's a discussion I had with a gentleman by the name of Matt Elkins. He's the um, commander of the Greater Lowell Veterans Council. And when that comes out, if you listen to it, you'll hear we talk about it. Um, the thing that struck me, and probably you too, Bob. I don't know when you deployed, but I, w- I I was there several times. And the thing that stuck struck me was I would be here as we are right now. And the news kind of cranks along about the, you know, the usual stuff. And then I went over there, and there was a full-on war going on, and nobody was reporting on it back here. And that was the first response that I gave to my wife when I wrote back was, you're not going to believe how robust the operations are over here, and yeah. it's astounding that nobody is acknowledging it back home. And, and I, think, I think of that all the time now, that you know, as we march along and we look at the news, um, you don't see much being reported on it. No. And it's, I'm sure there's plenty going on over there. Yeah, plenty. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, as, as the mom of a combat vet, mm-hmm. no one knows what the family goes through. And this is what's unique about this monument is that it does recognize the families because the sacrifices a family goes through during their time of their child's deployment is that, and again, I will say my child because my son is still my child. Mm-hmm. But even when they come home, you know, it's a whole different person, and as it should be. Every every conversation, every moment in life changes us. And these men and women have been changed forever. And we need to support them, and we need to recognize them, and we need not to forget what they what they have given to us for our country and our freedom. You're spot on, yeah. Jean. And what, what network was out there for you when you're... Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. My family didn't even get it. I'd go out to dinner with friends, and they'd be talking about having their nails polished. And I'm just going, I don't even know if my son's alive. And then I started going on to these, there's a website that will tell you how many casualties. It's a ticker of how many casualties. And I would go on that every single day. And my husband had to basically, like, take that off my my bookmarks because Mm -hmm. I was going nuts on it. You know, four more people died. So many people died in Afghanistan. And I was just getting, because he was in such a remote outpost, I didn't hear from my son for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, and where were you stationed? I was in a forward operating base in Garmshire in Helmand. Okay. Uh, I I wasn't even like anywhere near the forward operating base. Did we in sat in a patrol base in a little house that had been taken from the Taliban. So, so you're in an OP, an outpost. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're outside the war. a patrol base yeah. and uh, a, an operating post that I would rotate between. So, so spend, how, much, uh, how much communication did you have when you were there? I had a Not sat much, phone right? once a month at most, but if it showed up the week I was at the OP, we didn't get a sat phone. 
Yeah. And Gene, you're you're at home. That's the feedback you're yeah. getting. Almost nothing. And why he went was for casualty reinforcement. Yeah, you want to uh, reinforce your men, but I didn't want my son there. <laughs> However, I mean, I'm thankful that you know he joined the service. I'm thankful for our servicemen. Yeah, however, you for your service, how, however, our um, and where he went to was such a remote thing. The first message I got from him was send me food <laughs> because he wanted food, and he right. was just I had, I he, had trained up and worked up and been on a deployment already. I've eaten MREs for yeah. three, four years by now. It's it's 21 menus that are like three of them are defunct. So so there's there's no death sticks. There's like so now it's it's less than 21 menus. It's like 14 menus or something. Right, yeah. And then we got the uh the army's uh GRE, the the, the general ration ready to eat or something like that, which is like two meals in a package, but there's four menus. It's you like oh, me. that, that, me. that gets old <laughs> super fast. So you're looking for some little beef jerky or something Anything. to be? <laughs> um, we had a fire pit. We had plenty a, of wood. A, a bottle of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> so uh, we had a, a explosives detachment with us. And when they took the compound, they went around every tree within 200 meters with debt cord and just leveled them. I would go out once a day, collect some wood, come back in, build a little fire, like grill up a goat. A chicken, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, anything that came in a package from home, I'd cook chili like for gold. the platoon. Oh, yeah. I cooked three gallons of chili, and everybody ate. Like, everybody ate multiple meals oh, that, that night. And usually people would be like, yeah, I don't was need to eat dinner today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very happy. I was very happy to hear my food. Every Monday I mailed them food. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's change up a little bit then. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Um, how has the response been from the town? Phenomenal. Really? The town administrator called me this morning asking me how they can help us with the dedication. Where are we going with the dedication? You know, have you spoken to the police, which we've already spoken to the police. The police are um, basically, the Pepper Police and the um, Auxiliary have basically are dedicating their time for our um, dedication. Not charging you in other Not words. charging, which on a Saturday by their union, it's supposed to be <laughs> double time. Sure. And it was, you know, four police, four hours. And just the town is really coming out like, you know, basically with their arms open right now. That's great. Yeah. Let's talk right. about the ceremony. So it's going to be June 8th, not January. It's going to be June 8th. Oh, it's a Saturday, right? Yep. And what time does the, the ceremony actually, the dedication? 10 a.m. 10 a.m.? Yep. We're going to have a small procession come across the street to kick off um, our dedication. So it'll be 10 o'clock sharp. Suggest people to get there early. Yeah. <laughs> so are you guys planning on just closing down that street in the circle and oh, all yeah. that area? For a little bit. Just for the procession and then again for taps. Okay. But there will be, um, police will be um, on all all those roads going in. So the roads are still going to be open. Correct. Per se. Yeah. But, um, I would imagine your crowd's going to be large enough it's going to cover that area. That's a pretty small area. I would hope you'd at least be able to fill that. Um, yeah, no, right? I, I think, yeah. And we'll, so we'll what's full. the dedication going to look like? You have a speaker group or? Yep. So we have so we have the procession kicking us off, mm -hmm. um, and that'll be a mix of military, um, past and present, and um, global war on terrorism, um, veterans, veterans that normally march from you know, past the generations. The VFW posts will VFW, be present. Yep. Um, we have um, put some calls out for honor guards and color guards of 
different Yeah, I know times. we talked just recently. You were looking for a, uh, a bugler. Yes, still right, looking for, for that. Tabs. Yes. Um, um, so we have, we have the... Um, Westford has a firefighter bags and um, yes, drums. They have, yeah, They're going right. to be in it. Awesome. Um, the six Middlesex six. Regiment. They're going to be in it. Um, and then we have some fire and police. So we're really looking at having the three services come together: military, sure. police, and fire. Yep. Um, we have somebody from 9/11, um, New York firefighter from from 9/11, speaking. Um, Tim Duffy. Kind of kicking off our speakers, you know, talking. Yeah, how about many? Uh, how many speakers do you think you ended up with? Um, we have seven speakers total. Okay, so it's about a half hour to an hour program or so. It's a two-hour program. It's two hours. Okay, so it starts That's at ten. Starting from lining up, the procession comes in. We have a, a presentation, a speaker. We do a thing. We have a speaker. We do a thing. We have a speaker. Okay, it's going to go by pretty quickly. Absolutely. but it, it's going to take two hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, but the main thing is, is that after the dedication, we want any spectator to walk away, basically, hopefully, with a tear in the cheek, mm-hmm. and also saying they need to be more involved in veterans yeah, affairs. Yeah. And that, that's what I was meant earlier, Gene. Is I think this is going to be a real staple for awareness, and I and I would hope that it becomes a place where there are recurring events th- and use that as the centerpiece. You know, oh, so it it does a bunch of things. It puts pepperel on the map on the map so to speak you know f- in that regard and it provides a great central location that people can gravitate to like we were talking about for uh this time period well, of it's, service. Nice t- it's nice to hear from you saying you know how you feel about when you see a memorial or a monument as well because uh, you know since we've been out and about you've seen us at many places um events and fundraisers i've actually had some people you know say you know monuments memorials you should be doing something to help our veterans and i like that you see it that way it's like bringing awareness you know and it's just we don't feel like we're fixing anything we're just it's our small (laughs) way of you know showing our appreciation gratitude and honoring everyone that has given all gave some some gave all is throughout our monument and you know we just want to thank them all and i'm glad that you see it as you know bringing awareness i do because as we said earlier we we see each other at all the same events Uh, anybody who's active in this community tends to run in the same circles and we (laughs) you know if we're at the rock and run or if we're at a a fundraiser for somebody else we all seem to be at the same place um i think i've heard that same criticism i've heard that same feedback because one group kind of gravitates to memorializing and doing their thing one way uh, I think there's always a value in putting a stake in the ground and writing a name on the wall and saying we won't forget mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. there's always a value of that and it has a, has a lot of layers to it it's kind of an onion just like I was saying I was there the other day by myself um, and and I didn't know you were nearby so I would have called <laughs> you <laughs> that's okay next time <laughs> But I, was, I went out by myself, and I just took some time. Yeah. And I know the monument's not complete, uh, but I took some time. I took some time to read each of the bricks. I took some time to, to step back and just kind of look at the design a little bit mm-hmm. um, and just kind of spend some time there alone. And I think I'm not alone with that. And I think yeah. a, a lot of people, that's what memorials, that's what memorial squares. Uh, next Saturday... Uh, we will be going out with another group that I'm affiliated with who will be going out to uh, put out flags and wreaths uh, throughout the town of Drake. Yep. 
every one of those flags and wreaths is on a memorial square that has, bears somebody's name. And that person's not forgotten because that name's on yeah, there. Absolutely. You guys have done it on a much larger scale. And uh, so I think there's a, you know, I think there's a lot of value in what you did. And, I, and I'm really impressed. Well, it's after our flag garden. We always, we plant all these flags and then afterwards we play taps. And I basically say to everyone that we just planted a flag for a soldier female or male that mm. can't come home anymore that someone can no longer hug and I say I'm blessed because I have a, chi- a child my son my veteran right. that I can su- still hug yeah thankfully right right and that and that's what we have to remember and then a- anytime Kathy and I would set up our booth somewhere so many people would come up and just rub their hand along one of the bricks and they would just say my son will not be forgotten so we basically took upon ourselves the committee to recognize every fallen from Massachusetts and we have oh, we have two about 200 fallen they're not all from Massachusetts some were sponsored some people had connections I had a connection to a young man from Florida that I wanted recognized he was my third cousin and he, and he recently um, paid the ultimate sacrifice two years ago but other people had you know combat vets were like my, my son wanted to recognize the two There's vets because I went replaced in Afghanistan and oh, he yeah. wanted to recognize his two yeah. so there we just did not recognize that we recognized everyone from Massachusetts but we also took it upon us ourselves to recognize um, our um, veterans comrades too mm. the memorial itself can we talk about the design I'm assuming that yeah. there's nothing accidental about the design <laughs> not right? a single thing right. is it, accidental it, every so the, oh, single piece it, has it, a purpose and that's what I was hoping you'd say and I was sure you would say in fact because <laughs> um, so let's pull that d- design apart for f- people that haven't seen it or are gonna see it or whatever uh, it's got a five-pointed star right go ahead so the five-pointed star is for the five branches of the military. Um, we we did a whole lot of discussion about we wanted everybody to be on an equal footing but have a, a different place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it came around. Um, the, the number five just kept coming up in conversation. So Lee put the five-pointed star in. In the center of it, he pulled that pentagon out for the sandbox um, because everybody calls a deployment to Iraq or Afghanistan a sandbox. Right. Uh, you know, it was over in the sandbox doing this. that's the middle this. section. Yeah, that's that right, right underneath right in the, the, center. the vertical piece. Yep. yep. And then... Uh, so so the five branches. Yep. What's that? The five branches. The five branches yeah, on the so five points. There's a star. seal for every branch yeah, at the end of point, the stars, right? Right. At the each end of point, point was, uh, was set in as a, a granite stone mm-hmm. and then we had a bronze seal um, mounted into that stone. Yeah. And it's now part of the stone. Okay. And then the circular walkway? The circular walkway around it was originally like seven or eight different paths coming in, conjoining together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut that back to two because it was just far too much. Um, we were originally talking about how everybody takes a, a different path to get into the military, to get where they went. Um, when we were sitting around the table, uh, most of the guys that had enlisted had enlisted at like 18. I was different where I had enlisted at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to uh, college first. Uh, I got a civilian job after that, and then I joined the Marine Corps. Um, my good friend Kevin was enlisted in the Marine Corps before he graduated high school. And then like within the month after graduating, he was shipped off to boot camp and and off and training and, and 
hating life for a few months in <laughs> Paris Island. Uh, his cousin, who is a member of our committee, I think went a year or so before he joined. Uh, he went in at like 19. Um, so he had a bit more life experience going in. And, mm-hmm. and then like uh, on the committee, originally we had um, like Mike Levesque, who's in his 40s. Mike, yes. We'll Is he Gulf War, uh, Global War on Terrorism? Yeah, he's Global War on Terror. He's a, a sergeant in the Army right now. Um, just retired. Just retired yeah. uh, as a sergeant first class, right? Uh, he's got a rocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> but back to the design, yeah. On on back to the sand pit that Bobby was referring to. So there's more footprints in the sand. Gonna oh, we're we're going to get there. Okay, yeah. that started out then made it home to symbolize the ones that lost limb and also the ones who gave the ultimate sacrifice. So I didn't know about the footprints till just when I was getting ready for the, the podcast, but when I was out there, I, did, I wish I had known because I would have looked at them. The prints, there's more that start out at one right. end than so get to the other end. Is as that how the, it works? the Pentagon is set in the ground and it's pointed towards the American flag, Yeah. right? Uh, so the the five point star points the opposite way, and the Pentagon points down at the American flag. Okay. On the back side of the Pentagon, where the base is wide, mm-hmm. um, for the upright, are Iraq and Afghanistan cut into a relief on either side of the upright stone. The upright stone was uh, chosen to be a gray granite, um, more to That's kind the one of with the soldier correct, silhouette. The silhouette cut through, and it's got Iraq on one side on the back, and Afghanistan on the opposite. Uh, the conversations we had around the table were all about who went where, how many times, because I went to Afghanistan once. I was on a, a MU with the Navy, the second deployment. Um, okay. My buddy Kevin did the exa- uh, uh, a MU with the Navy, and he went to Iraq. Um, my His cousin Rob, Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, our buddy Mike went uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, and like there was a, a bunch more, just sure. just the same same thing. And Lee's sitting there like, "What do you guys do? Flip a coin to find out where you're going?" <laughs> and it was basically like, "Yes, yes, we did." And, I mean, like it was it was an entire to- coin toss. Sure. Like you know, when I went on my mew, we spent six months working up for a very specific deployment to Iraq, but. They jumbled it around, threw us on a mew all of a sudden. We had, like, two months to get gear together. And, like, it was it's just, you know, military needs. Yeah. Um, so the, the upright is supposed to kind of resemble a, a coin cut out of the Pentagon with five sides for the five branches. Okay. Right. Um, that sank into the, uh, the desert sand of Iraq and Afghanistan, one side and the other. Mm-hmm. The silhouette cut through is the same or different soldiers in either country or both countries. Uh, and then the footprints on the rose granite on the ground are supposed to be the boots in the sand around the silhouette soldier going home. Got it. Uh, our warrior heading from Iraq, Afghanistan to the American flag. Remember everyone deployed until everyone comes home. Um, the boots in the, the sand are much more numerous at the back. And we lost a lot of people Mm -hmm. and some people didn't come back whole so you know there's less boot prints finishing 
and I believe it's I a also pretty specifically detail. asked for it to be I, an I give odd you number. for that, and I think it's a really effective one, too. It is, because it's funny, because someone said to me recently at a local coffee shop, they ran into me, and they said, and why do I have to look at Iraq? I hated that place. And I said, I understand that. However, did you walk over and see the footprints? And he said no. So he was, <laughs> he was troubled by having to see Iraq when he drives by it, sure. because he doesn't want to remember that. I said, well, however, if you do go up next to it, you'll see why. And he was like, I guess I need to take a walk then. Yeah, I, I need to go back to and, and take another walk. I think. Um, yeah, well, and that's uh, what's so great about the monument is you know our combat vets designed it. I yeah. mean, it's right. <laughs> oh, I hear that. Right. So I, you know, I mean, he yeah. was talking about it being the original committee throughout this whole interview. I hear that it's coming f where it's coming yeah. from, and it lands pretty solidly on those of us that have also been there because the, what it, what you're saying is 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 definitely. One of the things we were talking about early on with the design was uh, every time we say GWAT, people would say, well, what does that mean? Well, yeah, and that's and why I... when we started designing it, the global war on terrorism had been going on for 11 years. Like, when, when we started, started designing it. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years ago. We were yeah. already 11 years into this. The global war on terrorism... GWOT has been on the news for 11 years and nobody knows. So we right. needed, we were talked about something we need to be in their faces, yet kind of subtle to make them walk up and look. You know, spark some curiosity and make people look at least, hopefully. You can't, Bob, you can't say global war on terrorism without bringing in some implication of 9 11. No. Because that's what that's that was it in off. response to nine eleven. Yeah. You talked about nine eleven. Mentioned it briefly, Kathy, earlier. Yeah. It, I, I'm sure you don't want the that de this is a memorial for the global war on terrorism veterans. You don't yes. want it to be a nine eleven memorial per se. But what tie in, in there? Yeah, that's my question. So mm -hmm. what tie into nine eleven do you have in the memorial, if any? We had a bench sponsored by a retired Boston firefighter, which happens to be my husband, okay. who uh, basically... Uh, well, that was convenient, Gene. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he basically felt very strongly that um, he wanted a bench to represent the um, firefighters from and the New police. York City and the police. Yeah. So the bench is a 9-11 bench. Right. And, so and I get that. I understand yeah. it, but you don't want it to be... like It's not a 9-11 memorial, but no. I do want to acknowledge that because you can't... People, I think people get very confused, Bob, and this is what you were trying to say. Was yeah. You say GWAT, and even folks in our in my organization are confused on what does that mean. Yeah. Yes. Right? Oh, and yeah. Talk to, I mean, even veterans that, that right? we talk to when we're out and about. Yeah, and, and they get very confused on what GWAT is. And then you say global war on terrorism, and then it's still kind of lost a little yep. bit on there. Iraq, Afghanistan. Post-9-11 is usually yeah. the common right. word that we so, all right, so explain We're right back where I started <laughs> out, though, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Post nine eleven, so you you it's inseparable. Yep. You can't you can't have this memorial without some acknowledgement of nope of nine eleven. Got to say it. And we, you know, we're in New England. We're in Boston. Yep. We there's a memorial within a, a stone's throw here for folks that perished in nine yep. in nine eleven yeah. at that event. So that's a very that's real why we thing. have a New York firefighter, you know, from nine, you know, that was there that yeah, day. Yeah, we all we all know somebody. We right, exactly. Speaking if in other parts of the country, nine eleven it might be a little bit more distant, but I think up here in New England, it's a very real thing. I, I'm not going to derail our conversation, but uh, you know, you guys know I go through the airport quite a bit. <laughs> um, 
whenever I'm in the C terminal, I always go over and, and look at the flag, and most people that walk down that concourse don't even know that flag's out there or why. If they did, they don't know why it's there. Um, and that's right here in Boston. So, you know. And that's why I say you guys are, are, are starting a memorial. Um, uh, you're, you're creating a place that I, I think is going to become uh, is going to become a centerpiece for, if nothing else, for this Merrimack Valley. I know you call it Middlesex because yeah. it's Middlesex County. And, uh, and I lived in Purple, and I know Purple has that Middlesex feel to it with the towns and regional schools and all that stuff. But well, we started talking to Shoba Valley because... <laughs> That's not helping, Bob. That's not helping. <laughs> right, right. Well, that that was where we first started. I'm we trying to help bring it out a little wider there, bro. The Shoba Valley because we were talking about, well, like. You know what, Gene? You may, uh, give me another one in Massachusetts right now that's as active and as prominent uh, for a global war on terrorism. Is there one? There is probably the one over in Lemonster, but that that's just for Fallen. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. recognize all. Lemonster Fallen. Right. Right. So, you know, I can't think of one in the no. Merrimack Valley, no. for sure. Like, no. keep coming east from where you are, right. I don't, and all the way down. Certain memorials or monuments just recognize one or yeah, two. Yeah, they're usually four. And this is why exactly. this one. Exactly. And this is what makes this one unique is one of the founding people uh, who Bobby also mentioned was Tony Zebalaskis. He was a decorated Purple Heart Vietnam veteran. And he basically Purple always Heart talked. Star. He always talked about the Vietnam Memorial in. DC, and he didn't like that because he said it only recognized the ones who perished. He said never it mind. looks like a tomb. Well, he, he's not far off. I mean, it's right. the, it is. It's, it's a tomb. names on a grave in right. a way. So, so. And that's all it is. And, and, and this, but man, it's a very powerful. I mean, oh, I, yes. so we don't leave people with the wrong. Place. No, that is a very powerful, it very is. effective, it's beautiful monument. It is, and, no, and yeah. you walk and up there and you touch it immediately, right. and you right. have to touch it. Yeah, yeah. It Get makes it. a statement for that war. Too, because and nobody supported them. Right, it's one that's very appropriate, and, right. the, and, um, the, and it's sad that that wall is as big as it is because oh, yes. all those names. Mm. Right. So what this man kept telling to us was, "Do not forget the ones who came home," mm -hmm. and he really gave us right. a very a lot of insight because when he came home, well, his family perspective. his family had moved from one town to the next, so his name could not be on the the, um, the town that he when he enlisted, yep. and then when he came home, his name could be on that. So he was very adamant, or just yeah. just letting us know not to make yourself exclusive. Please include everyone, and that really was um, a sounding board for us that we did not want to exclude people. So do you want to talk about the rings? Because we the haven't rings. really mentioned so the rings. That. I was yeah, and uh, you yep. didn't mention it, but you had three <laughs> rings of bricks. Right? Is that so what you're we, talking about? Yeah. So we have yeah. rings of brick. The inner rings is three of them. The most inner two rings are for the fallen, and then the next ring. And these are all red. That the mm -hmm. next ring is for our GWAT vets, meaning a, ma a man or woman who served over in Iraq and Afghanistan. They're not someone who served stateside. Someone who served stateside, I treat them like a regular veteran, like my dad and my husband. Sure. And so they had to have their boots on their gra ground, earning the OIR, the OEF, the O. Those uh, our specification was the um, GWAT Expeditionary Medal. Okay. Yeah. So. Everyone who enlists now What is that, six months in theater? National or three Defense in? and, uh, yeah, six months in theater. National Defense and um, GWAT Campaign Ribbon. Correct. Um, the GWAT Campaign Ribbon is the same as the National Defense. You are in the service. Right. You have a pulse. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> the expeditionary means you've been shipped somewhere you might have got shot at. Um, we didn't want to strict it down to combat vets or anything dumb like that because right. there's a lot of people who have been in country who 
end up in forward operating posts of their own volition, of not, whatever. But, like, you know, I'm not going to ruin someone else's career or look down on someone else's career because it's different than mine. Right. In in that other podcast I was talking about, we talked about that, Bob, quite a bit. And we talked about um, it's not just the, the combat vets, uh, and it's not even just the people that were downrange, although I see where you're going with that. Um, there are a lot of folks that serve. I have a friend of mine who was very frustrated, was never able to deploy. I mean, it made as far as New Jersey, but yeah. he did. He raised his hand. He said he wanted to go, mm-hmm. um, and he did everything in his power to, to go, and um, he was better served happen. to the effort to be here at the pre-deployment Leaves location. The so, yeah, so um, it's a really hard decision. I know we're, it's a really hard thing to... And yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of people we've come across so many you know they don't consider themselves veterans because well, they weren't over there and it's yeah, like that's hard you, you know what, you we need, fight that uh, yeah oh, yeah. And, and i mean honestly our military wouldn't work if you didn't have the guys back here training the guys that are going exactly. over there i mean it exactly. needs every piece so yeah. without we, the support you get nowhere yeah and that's what our, our outer rings are for our three outer rings is all veterans so names of any Mike, veteran. you could be there. Every veteran. And, and any veteran. My husband has a brick there. My dad has a brick there. You know, uncles, aunts sure. all have bricks there. And that was our one of our major fundraisers was getting, you know, was... Vietnam veterans, World War II veterans, bricks around and the And so many people in town are so happy to have had to have their brick there. They, I've been a resident of Pepperell for 30 years. I have a brick there. People from the, even not just Pepperell, Towns and Groton, Drake yeah. it, have their grandfather's bricks there. It's really... I think that's really cool, and I love the yeah. way that you describe it as being in- inclusive and not exclusive, and I think that... It's just another thing I like about that, that you know, it's another feather in your cap, really, is. So, um, you know, good well, on you. That's nice. For you know, you can have Bobby, who was one of our GWOT vets, his bricks there. He's got his dad's brick. He's got right his grandfather's me. brick. Grandfather right know. above us. Yeah. yeah it's just uh, nice. So, the part of the conversation when we were sitting around the tables and everything about the bricks was all about, um, you know, how do we honor the people who we want to honor for this monument? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we honor other people that need to be honored um should we honor other people uh you mean other service periods or yeah that that was the the big conversation so how did you do that um the the conversation ended up going into uh something that i described on a, a video on the facebook page with kathy was um i had said that well we wouldn't have gotten where we are without the the you know men and women of previous generations serving in the American military. Our military is one of the best fighting forces in the world because it's always active. Right. There are always new people training or being trained by older people who know what they've done. They're, they've been somewhere, done something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in 200 years, we fought more wars than anybody else. And it's shows in our military. We, we are, it's big, it's robust. We spend a lot of money on it, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology that we use every day is part of the, the military budget, too, which nobody understands. Your GPS and your cell phone, I used first <laughs> in Afghanistan so that I didn't blow up. Right. That's military technology. It all is. Well, I think Velcro came from that, from NASA, Velcro right? came. <laughs> Velcro was NASA, yeah. Um, so, all right, so we've got the dedication in June. What's beyond that? 
anything. What do you? We're so, going to rest. Well, and a well-deserved <laughs> one too. <laughs> but you've got this great committee, and all that you've identified all these great people that are willing to do stuff. Are you just gonna? And I'm only, I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm really asking it. Are you? Are you just gonna kind of go out on the high note and and <laughs> have a? You know, that'll be the end of it, or is this something that's gonna pr- continue beyond? It's. I think it has to continue. <laughs> Even though I don't want to say that, yeah. because at times I get burnt out. But Much smaller scale. It, yeah, it, it, we need it, to keep it going be. to continue. We need to keep the nonprofit alive. Yeah. We have That's what to maintain this. We're still at war. Right. So the so, no, so, so and somebody has to be the caretaker. And so, is the town going to take care of this? Monument? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we are good. going to the the, the plot of land yeah, that we got doesn't necessarily meaning <laughs> right. Right. Well, that was. <laughs> That was early discussion, too. The plot of land we chose was partly because on Memorial Day, we start the Memorial Day parade at the VFW. Right. We do a volley right there at the Vietnam Memorial. We head uptown. We stop at the Rotary so that all the old guys can catch their breath so they don't have a heart attack on the hill. <laughs> no, it's a hey, steep hill. Well, I'm getting to be one of those old guys, Bob. <laughs> well, you'll need to catch your breath before that hill. No, I just it's ride. a steep I hill. I ride everywhere now, so <laughs> my marching days are over. <laughs> Now, uh, we do get uh, some SS Camaros in uh, the parade. You can take a ride. Um, no, nah, but so we but we catch a breather before that hill because it's a three mile march. Like right. it's just, it's not small, and some of the guys that are in the VFW are not small. Uh, so so we take a breather there, and mm-hmm. then we head up, and we get to the um, kind of Monument Square up near the the town hall. Oh yeah, and I forgot about that. So if you come yeah. off the the rotary and go to the right there, right around the senior center, straight up and up, up there, right? No, up to the town hall, just straight through. So if you're coming, no, from, if you're the coming VFW, from, from the VFW, from the VFW, you go straight through the rotary yep. and yes. keep going. That's right up to the top of the hill. Okay. Yep. And there's a um, bench there for Revolutionary War, and then across the no, way, no, the bench there is really? for Bunker Hill. Right. There are wow. nine names on that bench. That would be the Revolutionary War, no? Yeah. Correct. And then there's yeah. another monument that's four-sided. That's World War One, World War Two, Korean in 1812. So when we built this, they kept saying... And were those, Gene, just to interrupt you, were those for just the, the Pepper, town, the Pepperell Town Pepper. residents? Mm-hmm. Yep. The people who served, not yep. just deceased. Yep. And then so the town really wanted to know, well, do we have a veterans park? And we were like, no, there's, it's, we're kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. Right. Vietnam is down by the VFW. Right, I remember that. And we've got yeah. another stone somewhere else for someone else, somewhere. Right. So this, well, so this was... That's um, very informative. But, yeah, don't but, be so descriptive, right, Bob. But we, um, but we <laughs> well, chose this spot. But we chose this spot, meaning the committee did. Um, and basically because of its proximity to town in both parades, meaning Memorial Day and the 4th of July, both travel. That was that in your area. consciousness when you yeah. were thinking about the yes. spot. Too. And it's a beautiful it's, spot. The town's never I, done anything with it. Right. It's very prominent, right? I mean, it, when I think of Pepperell, that's kind of the, that rotary, is, I pass through it every single time right. I cut through there. So it's going to be really in the in people's view. One of the reasons I asked you if the town was going to take it, because I mean, historically, when people create monuments and stuff even though it's on town property the the rub always becomes who's cutting the grass who's watering the lawn i mean correct i don't know is there irriga- is there irrigation there or no you, yeah uh, so that's gonna be a challenge the not there's really. not a lot of grass though right that's there, the there's, right there's, now. The grass, there's not a lot there. of grass right now because we site. just ripped it up right. um yeah. our stone walkway is going to be flush with the surrounding grass so we wanted it very low maintenance. We yeah, didn't plant a lot at, of things. Yeah. We didn't want trees. We didn't right. want flower and that was beds. my next question. So no trees and landscaping? Nope. 
the town can drive right through with the mower and yeah. be done. Good. Uh, we and wanted it easy for them. More of the conversation in the beginning, we met with the town, and we said, well, we'd like to use this plot of land right here and build a monument and then donate it to the town as a gift. Um, and they said, well, you know, how are you going to do that? Because you could form a town committee to do that, and, and we yeah, could Yeah, did that have out. to go to town meeting? Uh, it did. Uh, so we've been to a, a couple of board okay. of selectmen meetings. Um, we discussed it with uh, with the selectmen, um, both in a meeting and in a, a small setting similar to this behind closed doors where we just needed their input um, before we Similar even, to this, but business actually gets yeah, done yeah, right yeah. there. And this is monkey business here. This <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I was more talking to a couple of people sitting around a table. This is more entertaining than the selectmen <laughs> meeting, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but we – so we discussed with the, the selectmen and the town engineer and the, the town gardener or the something. Pox and Rec. Pox and Rec, yeah. yeah. Um, All he cared about was that his mower <laughs> That he could drive a mower, no, a 42-inch mower deck you know, between whatever we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, we, we will put everything flush to the grass. How about that? And, and he was pleased as peaches. Yeah, because then he doesn't have to go around anything. Yeah. Not at all. Great. But meantime, the businesses, so you were asking about town support, but yeah. we've had, you know, the person who helps design it, which is Lemonster Monument, they've been our, our granite people. Mm-hmm. They've been unreal. Like, you know, for, for two and a half years, they've just been, like, at every question answered, and now these this past month, you know, just really just They're stellar. awesome. We haven't been easy. No, and then, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's never, well, it's never a small project, though, no, and there's and always then, so many other our, things. Person who ex- excavated, you know, the um, area was Walsh Brothers, and yeah. their um, loco happens to be my brother-in-law. So they've been there like constantly, and my, you know, just and then her brother-in-law is there like every day, just driving by, stops and helps. Stops by I helps. mean, he's just always like just when we put the flagpole up, he That's stopped awesome. by and, and helped. I mean, yeah, they're so there. Did you guys buy the flagpole? Or was that donated? No, we bought that. Okay, so. we bought that. Yeah beautiful flagpole. It is beautiful. Yeah. It really is. You no, know, when people, someone wanted to donate one, but they wanted it for X amount of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I, a little higher. I, I can get this on, you know, online and we wanted one that was... We wanted one that would be spectacular, not it, cheap. It, it revolves. Sorry. So that, that the flag will <laughs> never <laughs> curl. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we don't want it to bind. We wanted to be able to... And the rope's inside, too. Yep. Yeah, we were picky. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Secure the American flag. It looks great. It really does. And it's the m- centerpiece of that monument, isn't it? Yes, well, it, it, it just it's means all, the placement. It means it's part of the design, right. so it and means so much. the whole monument works because of where the flag is. Yes, um, and that and that that's and one of the things I noticed. It's funny because I was day. looking at my bill today, and I said um, we got a thirty foot one, and I thought we had a twenty five foot because that's what my emails were to him, and I was like, oh wow, I guess we did get the bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> Because on my bill, I was like, oh, I thought we had this size one. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's a win. It's perfect. It's well, perfect it looks, size. It looks spectacular. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, I was really happy that I got a chance to go out there and see it this week. And um, I'm going to go back. And I'll, I'm trying to be there on the 8th. I, I got a couple other things going. You guys probably already know about but Anyway, um, we'll be there on the 8th. That's for sure. Um, anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap it up? But um, Appreciate your support. Yeah. If anyone it, is coming out, it. we're advising them to bring a chair for them to sit in. Great advice. Um, yep. There is going to be um, general parking um, out behind Bottom Brook. There will be signage. We're having handicapped parking at the community center, which is just across the street. Okay. And we're having specific motorcycle parking at the um, 
at an, um, the old service station at the apron, at the apron. It's going to be drive-through, and um, people in the procession will be parking at Peter Fitz. So excellent. Well, I I can't say enough good things to all of you about what you've uh, undertaken, and um, it's going to be pretty awesome to see it all come to fruition here in a couple of weeks. And oh, yeah. just my personal thanks, Bob and uh, Gene and Kathy, uh, for everything you did, and uh, just really impressive so thank you very much thank you thank you it's our pleasure thanks for coming down today i appreciate it thank you